0: Are you looking for a podcast where you can hear from real people regarding their real dental drama? If so, then you've come to the right place. Join hosts Bethany Petty and Dr. Rena Kuba as we dive into the solutions we've created and the mistakes we've made while managing dental drama. Let's get started. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me today. I wanted to follow up on our last episode regarding mental health. We really focused quite a bit on the team last time, and I didn't get to spend as much time talking about practice owner or doctor mental health. And so I hope you'll uh, listen in to some of these tips that I think will be really helpful for either restoring mental health if you find yourself in a sour spot right now, Or on the flip side, protecting your mental health, which is my hope. My hope is that you're all doing wonderful and you're happy and mentally and emotionally healthy. If that's the case, I want you to protect that. If you're struggling, I'm hoping that some some of these tips will help to pull you out of that dark cloud and onto brighter days. So I'm going to dive into five things today that I think will help to protect you and support you for many, many years to come, as long as you want to remain in dentistry. The first thing, and Dr. Kuba and I both alluded to it uh, in our last episode, but it's really important that as a doctor, as a practice owner, you really need to find a group of colleagues, what I call a support group people who are in the field that you're in or or are at least in similar fields and they know what you go through on a daily basis they have their own problems and their own hurdles that come up so these could be people that you graduated with these could be neighbors that are in your community that also have practices This could be honestly people that you randomly come across online. It doesn't necessarily have to fit a certain type of of group. However, you want to make sure that you can meet with these people on a regular basis. That doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be in in person, although I would encourage some in-person contact. But thankfully today, we have the option of great virtual meetings as well. The key thing about a good support group is, first of all, you all want to have the ability to meet regularly. Now, that definition can span from on a weekly basis to once a month or anywhere in between. Honestly, I don't think that you have to have a time in mind as long as you all agree that you're not going to go longer than one month before getting together and meeting again. Now, these meetings don't have to have any particular purpose other than getting together and talking about life in dentistry or the business. Yes, you can talk about other things, but I wanna make sure that you guys carve out time to really talk about your practice and how things are going and listen to one another and the problems that each of you guys are facing. What this does Is First of all, it creates a quick support group that is there for you when something catastrophic or something unexpected happens in your practice. You have people that you can immediately reach out to and get, even if it's just their emotional support, it is worth having a group of just quick touch people that you can come into contact with. And that takes time to build. So you may get a group of people together. And when I say group, it can be little as little as three people. I wouldn't recommend any larger than probably six or seven people, simply because we want this to be a smaller, intimate group of people so that you guys can get to know each other well. If you get together and you don't know each other, it's going to take time to build that relationship So give it time, continue to meet regularly, even if it feels a little bit awkward at first. Over time, you'll be very thankful for this group of people that you have. Again, make sure that you meet regularly, no less than one time a month. That's tip number one. Tip number two is to build a good team of advisors. I cannot recommend this strongly enough. You need people in your corner that are thinking about your business just like you are thinking about your business. The key people that you need to have on your team are, number one, you need a really good CPA. I recommend a dental specific CPA. There's plenty of wonderful firms out there, but they have a better knowledge of the business and they also tend to be more comprehensive in nature. So, you can simply search dental CPA to find a really good firm. You may want to interview a couple until you find one that fits with your ideology. When you find a dental CPA that you like, I recommend utilizing them for much more than just your taxes and bookkeeping. I love when your dental CPA can be intimately familiar with the inner workings of your practice, meaning that they're involved with the numbers, they're involved with financial planning, they are involved with payroll, they are of course involved in tax planning as well, but I feel like the dental CPAs that are more involved in your practice tend to have the best advice for you. So that's the first professional advisor that you need to have on your team. The second one, if you don't have a CPA firm that offers financial advising, then you do need a financial advisor as well. You may already have one in place. And to me, it's important that your financial advisor and your CPA firm are familiar with one another and do some working together to make sure that your financial package looks strong. The next person is your dental supply rep. I know the trend, the trend is to look for the cheapest price of supplies online and to purchase kind of independently and to not have an in-house person or somebody that you frequent. I understand that it saves money in some cases, but you lose a huge advantage when you have a good dental supply person on your team or at least somebody that checks in with you regularly. You have a resource. You have somebody that you can ask questions of regarding dental supplies or they can get you into contact with somebody regarding equipment. It's important that you have somebody that's accessible, that checks in on you on a regular basis and really supports you with all of your supply and equipment needs. Again, There may be times that you have to go out and purchase one or two random items because you found it cheaper in a different place, and I totally understand that. But don't lose that relationship with your dental supply specialist. The fourth person on your professional team that I would always recommend having access to is a lawyer. There are lawyers who um, specialize in dental medical fields. I would highly recommend a lawyer who's familiar with the dental field and has at least a number of dental clients under his or her belt. This lawyer should be accessible for all of your needs, meaning entity formation or Documents that may be required if and when you decide to bring on an associate. They can review your office policy manual. They can review any kind of document that you receive from a patient that may be any type of threat of a lawsuit or something like that. It's, they're fantastic to have on call for any legal matter that comes up. It's really hard in the moment when you have a legal matter to do the research and find a lawyer and establish that relationship really at your time of greatest need. I would recommend developing that relationship long before you actually need a lawyer so that you have access to him or her when you truly need them for their support. So first tip is get a support group in place. Second tip is build a good professional team with those key individuals. The third tip that I have for you is, and this will relate back to the last episode, invest in therapy, counseling, coaching, whatever you wanna call it that makes it feel better. You must invest in this. The dental professional has the highest, one of the highest levels of anxiety And it is important that you have a good professional that's able to listen to those concerns, encourage you, support you along the way. Oftentimes when a dental professional or a practice owner doesn't have a good professional counselor or therapist in place, they tend to either lean on their team, their spouse, their best friend, their partner for that support. And that's not necessarily a terrible thing. It's just there's going to become a point where that becomes too much for that individual. Or there's going to be certain things that you simply can't share with your spouse or with your best friend that you might be able in a safe setting to be able to share with a counselor, therapist, or coach. I do recommend that you take your time finding the right therapist or coach. You need to have... Access to this person. They need to have a fairly flexible schedule to accommodate your needs. But also, you need to find one that you feel very comfortable sharing with. If you don't feel comfortable, that person is not right for you. The other thing is, you want to make sure that the feedback that you get from them is something that you need, not necessarily something that you want to hear, but something that you need to hear. So find somebody that personally challenges you or pushes you to see things in new ways. To me, the worst kind of therapist, coach, counselor is the one that simply agrees with everything you said. They're not pushing you to consider or think outside of yourself. So find somebody that challenges you, that listens well, but challenges you to see things from a different perspective and to take steps that you need to protect your emotional mental health. Again, it is incredibly important. If there's going to be one that I think any listener might dismiss, it might be this one, but I can't tell you enough the importance of investing in this. I would recommend once you find the appropriate therapist or counselor, I think it's important that you meet regularly. So um, it regularly can be a matter of opinion. It could be once a week, or it could be once a month. It could potentially even be once every other month. I wouldn't recommend waiting longer than once every other month. Again, the dental professional can feel very anxious and tired and stressed, and normally that doesn't um, go away in a short period of time. So I would definitely recommend more frequent if possible, Once a month would be ideal, but once every other month would be the longest that I would go. So those are three big things that can help you. I want to offer two simple suggestions. These are things that I would encourage you to do on a daily basis to help with your emotional mental health. Number one, I would encourage moments of pause. So. Mindfulness is something that is talked about often, and to me, moments of pause allow you a chance to regain your breath, to focus, and to calm and steady your body. One of the things that I do on a regular basis is I focus on my breathing. So I will take a couple of minutes. In all honesty, it is two minutes. And I will breathe in deeply Oftentimes to the count of eight. And I will hold my breath until I count to 10. And then I will push my breath out to the count of five. And what that does is it helps me to focus on my body. It helps me to re- refill my lungs with oxygen. And it just gives me a minute to block out the rest of the world and simply focus on breathing. This breathing is important because it steadies your body. It allows your mind to take a break from what might be stressing you in the moment. And it allows you to regain some strength in the moment. Also, these pauses are critical for reducing stress. So use them as often as you need. Again, breathe in, hold your breath, and then push that air out. One of the things that I do when I'm pushing air out is I visualize the stress leaving my body. This moment of pause gives me the energy to tackle whatever problem is directly in front of my face or to strategize on some problems that I need to solve over the next few hours. So again, moments of pause, Use them as often as you need, but in that moment where you can feel yourself getting stressed or worried or frustrated, make the choice to have a moment of pause. The other thing that I would encourage you to do on a daily basis is another form of mindfulness that I call count your blessings. It is astonishing to me how many people are overwhelmed with everything that is wrong in the world, everything that is wrong on their team, everything that is wrong in their practice. And what happens over time is it becomes very difficult to keep your passion and your joy for dentistry and practice ownership alive. So I would recommend making a conscious choice on a daily basis, if not multiple times a day, to count your blessings. One of the things that I do is when I wake up in the morning, ideally before I get out of bed, sometimes that doesn't always happen, but either right before I get out of bed or when I'm in the shower, I take a moment instead of planning and thinking about the day, I will take a moment and just think of all that I'm thankful for specifically related to that day now some days may be harder than others i may know that i'm walking into a difficult day and it's hard for me to think of that as a blessing so in those moments i have to think about other blessings that may be family that may be the breakfast that i'm about to eat that may that may be the fact that i only have to spend 20 minutes in the car today as opposed to two hours whatever the case may be we have to fight to keep the joy alive And that means that we really do have to be mindful. We have to focus on what's right. What's right in our day and also, probably more importantly, what's right in the people that surround us. Again, it is natural to be critical, especially when somebody is not upholding your expectations of them. However, I have found that you can always fight for something positive even in a person that drives you absolutely crazy. So count your blessings, assume the positive, believe the best. And again, you will find your spirit uplifted when you take a moment to really think about what's right rather than what's wrong. Okay, those are my tips. Again, I hope that they will be helpful for either pulling you out of a dark cloud situation or protecting you from a dark cloud situation. Some of these are big things that are going to take planning on your part, like finding a support group and meeting regularly, building a really good professional team that includes a CPA, financial advisor, supply specialist, and lawyer. That takes some time. Investing in therapy, counseling, or coaching, whatever you want to call it. That takes time to find somebody and get acclimated and get accustomed to that. But if you want something to implement today, incorporate moments of pause and incorporate counting blessings into your day. I am thinking about you all and hoping and just believing the best for you today and hoping it's going to be an amazing day. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining the conversation today. We hope that you are comforted in knowing that you are not alone but we also hope that you're walking away with some really great tips and tricks to try in your practice. We value your feedback, so please take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Finally, we want to make sure that we're covering the topics that matter to you. So track us down on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what topics you want us to cover. As always, please know that we are rooting for you today as you manage your dental drama.